Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. Thanks for joining me today. Today I have got a local celebrity on my show. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I've got John Little. He's a newscaster, a sportscaster, a podcaster, and a singer that's based in the Dallas area. He actually grew up here. He has three girls, and he's always an entertainer growing up. But he's, he's evolved. And he's grown as more of a communicator. He's become more aware of the importance of mental health and the impact depression has had on his life and many others. I think the pandemic touched us all, and it either touched us with a little anxiety or a little depression. He is passionate about giving others hope and helping others know that where they are headed in life is so much better than where they've been. John, thanks for joining me today. Oh, Lee, thank you so much. It is great to be with you. It's great to be on on this end of the interview this time. We've done this so many times, dozens of times the other way around. I, I like this too. <laughs> we have, and it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. But I'm talking to you with a little bit differently today. You know, as as John mentioned, usually he's interviewing me for an opinion, and I'm really interviewing him to understand how his life has changed in the last few years. I mean, John's in the news business. The news business is one of the most stressful businesses in the world. And particularly through the pandemic, when people are waiting minute to minute, they've got that news running 24-7. So, and I know how the pandemic impacted my mental health. I know how it impacted a lot of my clients. Did the pandemic really change your understanding of what mental health means? Oh, I think that, yeah, I, I was just starting, I think, Lee, to um, it, dig deeper into what it meant to have good mental health. But there's no doubt that the pandemic, things surrounding it, and then what I was going through personally during the pandemic was not only you know, the things that we were dealing with, which was uncertainty about what society was going to be like and masks and vaccines and, you know, how it changed my business um, financially as well. It, it stressed a lot of us out. But but for me as well, that's when my marriage fell apart. And that's when my um, wife filed for divorce. And so, I you know, I, I felt like I was getting this from all sides. And I knew that as part of my divorce recovery, that, it, you know, the focus on, um, you know, a good mental health and what that means um, had to be an absolute priority. But, you know, I think my mental health journey really started about a year and a half before the pandemic. I just remember one Christmas, I mean, I love my girls so much. I can't even tell you. I mean, they are the the best thing that's ever happened to me as an adult is just the opportunity to be their dad. And, and to this day, I just love seeing them grow. But I remember one Christmas, I felt so out of control. Like I, this is back before I had ever been diagnosed with anxiety or depression, was on any kind of medication or really had any kind of specific one-on-one -on -one counseling to deal with some of the trauma of youth, right? Um, 
And I just remember that Christmas, you know, I, I don't even know what the kids were doing, but I was trying to get them to like clean up a room or something like that. And I, I remember getting so frustrated that I just, I mean, I screamed at them at the top of my lungs. I couldn't believe what was coming out of me. This anxiety, this rage, you know, that just that just popped out of me without me even wanting it to. And I felt so ashamed. And I remember going to my, my closet that night and um, honestly just, I, and I, I, I don't want to trigger anybody, but I just want to be honest with you, taking out a belt and kind of like, you know, looking at a door jam and, and starting to be like, okay, what, I just, I just feel like I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be like this to my kids. I didn't even want to do that. And um, thankfully I, I didn't do anything that would change the rest of my life that night. But what it did um, finally, I don't want to say inspire. I felt pretty low at the point, but what it did nudge me to do was finally even talk to somebody about, um, you know, medication, something that, that could get me started to talk about it and think about it. All right, what am I going through? I know it's probably depression and anxiety, but I just started with my PCP, you know, because I had trouble getting to a psychologist at first. They're very in demand, of course, psychiatrists at first, you know, they're very in demand. And I, um, I finally just got in there and we started trying things and slowly, but surely it was a long, long time, but it started to, uh, it started to help. And so that was kind of the, the start of my mental health journey. Um, and thank goodness I had had about a year and a half of that before the pandemic hit and before my divorce hit, because, you know, those are some of the lowest moments of your life when you not only, you know, uh, lose the opportunity, you know, you get kicked out of your house, but you, you know, maybe you're a bad husband, um, your, your wife feels, but I, I mean, you know, despite what I said earlier, I was a really good dad. I just had some moments and to lose that privilege of sleeping under your kids, the same roof as your kids, um, is, was absolutely, um, uh, you know, devastating for me, but thankfully I did have a support system around me by that time, you know, counselor, um, friends at church, and then, you know, uh, a psychiatrist that I could go to if we did need to do some med changes to help me get through that time because man, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how people get through life-changing moments like that without some sort of support. Well, and, and John, you were so vulnerable and you're such a public figure. It's not like for someone they're going to people are going to notice things that you do. And it's not like you want them to. But when you're a newscaster, you're a sportscaster. I mean, you're a full time member of KRLD. You're just in the public eye. And to be able to be so vulnerable and so open with what you are experiencing really touches my heart. Well, I, I appreciate that, Lee. And I, you know, um, I, I can understand and sympathize with people who feel like, you know, I, you know, no matter what you do, whether you're a quote public figure, you just feel like you could 
you know, just be a, a single mom just trying to hold it all together or a single dad trying to hold it all together and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're like, hey, if I, you know, admit to this or if I go in and have to, you know, deal with my mental health, it's going to destroy my finances or it's going to destroy my influence or whatever the case may be. The, a lot of times it's those outside things. Like for me, it could have been, oh my gosh, it might destroy my career. And it hasn't. Let's, uh, uh, let me be very clear about that. There's been no part of my career that really has been negatively impacted by me admitting that I had issues and then I needed to attack them. And so for anybody out there that's saying, man, I, I just don't have time to slow down. I, I, you know, here's this excuse and here's that excuse. You, I, I'm sorry. You can't use it. We need you on this earth. Your, your people need you on this earth. We need you to be not only present, but we need you to be healthy as well, which is a daily battle for me trying to figure out not only how I can be present, but how I can be the healthiest version of me as well. And if, you know, for somebody like me or, uh, you know, all kinds of other way more public figures than me over the last few years, especially have come forward and said, listen, I'm struggling with this. If it doesn't affect their careers, if it doesn't affect my career, I promise it's not going to affect your career. And uh, on the plus side, it's going to make your career aspects better. It's going to make you better as a as a mom or a dad or a brother or a sister, it's going to make you better as a spouse or a partner. I promise it will. And so all those things that you think are going to fall apart, if you seek help, um, no, it's just not the case. Uh, it, you do need to seek help. And, and so I um, ha- have made it, you know, my mission and kind of walked out and we'll talk about it later, just to be more public about this over time where it's appropriate. You don't want to beat people over the head with it when they're not expecting it. But when there's the opportunity open, I think, you know, and I, I don't call myself influential to pat myself on the back, but just knowing that I have a certain amount of people that are listening to me on a daily basis. Um, when I have a chance to pull back the curtain and say, I've dealt with this or I've dealt with that, I think it really can impact people. And I am open to being used in that way. Um, I'm open to being seen in that way as well, because one of my favorite sayings is you can only um, be seen to the level uh, that's seen in love to the level that you're known. If people don't really know who you are, um, it's hard for them to love you to that full extent. So I'm not saying it's selfish, but it, it definitely helps me as well to be vulnerable with people. Well, and, you know, you've got a podcast going right now. It's where you're going pod dot com. That's your that's your URL. And it's amazing to me the little bit that you told me about why you started this podcast. Does it does it is this was this your reach out to those to, to try to just say, hey, look at me. I'm here. I can help you. I can help you help yourself. Well, I, I definitely, you know, I don't consider myself any more, um, you know, capable of doing that than anybody else is, except for the fact that I've been through a lot over the last three years. You know, I felt like the the divorce was my fault and I did everything I could to hold it together or, you know, offer, you know, um, 
you know, the ability to continue to keep going. And, and that's not something that, that she wanted to do. And, and so I've been through every single possible, um, you know, uh, emotion, I feel like over the last few years that you can feel when you lose something, which it's, it's grief, right? It, that That's what it is. Losing, um, it's, it's loss of a spouse. It's, you know, she didn't die, but that relationship is dead. And so I've been through, you know, uh, the grief is different for everybody. Yes, but I, I've been through everything. And so I feel like I can be vulnerable with people and say, this is what I was feeling at this point. And this is what I was feeling at that point. And um, I, I started to get really involved with some church groups as I was going through, um, uh, you know, the divorce. And at first, of course, people are pouring into me. Um, you know, helping me to believe in, um, you know, in myself again. And, you know, you hear especially people in recovery talk about the importance of having a higher power. And I I do believe in that. So whatever you believe, um, totally fine, you know, and I definitely respect that. But but for me, my higher power is, is Jesus Christ, right? And so as I start to get deeper into that, and I um, started to accept more of you know, the, who I am because of who, you know, Jesus Christ says I am and who my relationship with God says I am, then slowly but surely you look up and you're able to help other people. And I think the same thing happens in like uh, AA groups or, you know, whatever addiction group there is out there. At first, you're you're just barely hanging on and you're getting help. But over the course of time, as you start to get hope, uh, you're able to give it away. And the best way to get hope for yourself is to give it away. I've got a lot of hope um, that I've had the just the, the blessing of um, racking up here over the least last three years or so in this journey. Um, I've got a lesson, lot of lessons learned as well. I am, um, I've developed, like you said, off the top as a communicator. Um, and I want to get better in that. And I knew probably about a year into this, um, you know, recovery from divorce that at some point I was going to have a podcast about something, um, related to recovery or bouncing back or something. I just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. So yes, it's an outreach. Absolutely. Um, but it's also, you know, you don't feel like you don't have to be a person who is at rock bottom for this podcast to help you. I want to, I want to take us all through, um, you know, just common things that we come across as humans and, and say, you know, where we are right now, it doesn't have to stay that way, right? Um, we just did a three-part series on forgiveness, the importance of forgiveness, why it, it's good to forgive, hey, why it's hard to forgive, you know, and, and try to get down in the muck with people and, and help them get over some of this stuff that may be holding them back. And, um, and, and we're going to continue to do that through incredible topics over time. Um, thank you so much, Lee, for coming on and talking about forgiveness from a counselor's perspective, from an LPC's perspective. It was such a, um, a wonderfully received uh, show. And then we did it a couple more times, like from a victim's perspective, somebody who had been sexually abused as a kid. And then we did it from the biblical perspective as well, um, me as a, as a practicing Christian. And so, um, it, you know, we, we try to um, reach out to everybody and, and just encourage people that there is hope no matter what you're going through. So yeah, it absolutely is an outreach. 
and I'm just trying to do what I can to you know, kind of pay it forward, so to speak, after so many people poured into me over the course of these last three years. Well, it's interesting, John, because people, when they think, oh, John Little, you know, he is, he's a radio host, he's a talker, he's, but they, they put you on a little pedestal and you've just taken yourself off of that pedestal. And you have, I've heard you, what I've heard you say is it doesn't matter. You know, I'm just human like everybody else. I've been dealt some cards. You didn't want the divorce. You were pretty shocked by the divorce. But you had you had to face it and you had to jump in there and make it work. And you did. And I think that is inspiring for people because it, what I hear you say is, hey, it can happen to anybody. It happened to me. Hmm. Well, absolutely. And I think that I've learned a lot about grief and it, like it's some stuff that I don't even understand about grief, honestly, Lee. And that's kind of the one of the big things I want to try to attack next. Um, which, you know, talk about a big thing to attack is, is grief is, um, you know, I, I dated a woman for a while who, uh, you know, is a widow. And we, we talked a lot about grief and her understanding of grief. And, you know, and then it, it, it's it, we grieve different things. It's not just the loss of somebody. Yes, that is the headline event. Absolutely. But it could be the loss of a job. It could be the loss of, like when we were going through the pandemic, the loss of, I don't know, security or just certainty. Um, it, you know, uh, for me, the loss of obviously my family in, in the way it was constructed at that time, grief impacts everybody. Uh, you know, uh, we go through things um, either of our own doing or the things that have nothing to do with us. It was not, you know, my, um, my ex-girlfriend did not choose for her husband uh, to die of brain cancer, and that's not fair um, at all. Um, but uh, she still had to walk um, that grief path, which obviously parts of it she's still going through today, but she's always trying to get better. Um, so the point is that, yeah, grief can happen to anybody. Those feelings of loss or depression or anxiety or, um, you know, I, I think uh, addiction is a um, a well-talked about thing now, a lot better than it was maybe 10 years ago. But like the reasons for addiction and stuff like that, I, I I think that um, some of that, um, those uh, those realizations, some of those, um, uh, you know, uh, just revelations, I hadn't had at all when I started to go into some um, into some treatment about three years ago. Um, it wasn't for substance abuse, but it was for you know an addiction that was that I I needed to get rid of, and it was hard to get rid of. And you're like why am I doing this? You know, and it, it all goes back to coping mechanisms. And so it's things like that, um, that, you know, in some way we're all either going through or we've been touched by. And, and so, um, I, I can sometimes get into those things in these snippets I have as a, as a news radio host, but, you know, I, I wanted more. Lee, I wanted to be able to dive into these things at a greater level and talk to people on a one-on-one -on -one level just to just to say, I, you know, if I don't know you personally, I want to see you, I want to know you, I want to make a difference in your life. And it's already, um, you know, made differences in people's lives. You know, uh, a lady that, um, you know, I kind of knew a little bit, I'd done like one game, 
um, with her um, over the years, but uh, she lost her mom a couple years ago. And, um, you know, she's, she's been trying and trying and trying so hard to, you know, put it, get it out of first or second gear and, and, and bring her life out of it. And, you know, just her, it wasn't even specifically about like losing a parent, you know, but her just hearing me talk about what I've lost and what I've, um, also found, um, by, uh, leaning into my faith and, and leaning into some new, um, things that I'm learning, I gave her some courage to get back out there in different areas of her life where she had kind of shut down. And so I am believing that there are a lot more people like that out there uh, that need this. And if I can touch one person at a time, and then that person touches another person, um, we can, we can spread this out. You know, it's hard to make a difference in the whole world, but we can make a difference in our world. And so this is just my effort to, to make a difference in my area of influence. Well, I think you make some really great points, and that is everybody can reach out and everybody can touch one person. If it's just as simple as saying, wow, I understand this happened to you, and I, I kind of know how you feel because that something very, very similar happened to me a couple of years ago. And it, the next sharing, this is how I dealt with it. This is This is what was hardest for me. And this is what was the easiest for me, because then you normalize it. Everybody goes, has things that are hard. Everybody has things that's like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, I can do that. But I think that we, when we're in that state of crisis, when we're feeling, and when what I noticed with the pandemic was everybody was grieving. They were mm-hmm. grieving for their norm. I want my norm back. <laughs> Absolutely, they were. Yes, they were. And so we're all very um, keenly aware of grief now and keenly aware of loss in these past few years, whether you lost somebody or whether you lost money or whether you lost your security. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. And so it's been a lot for all of us to go through over this these last few years. And, um, you know, and, and so I I'm. Um, that's why I'm really, um, I know that this is part of my life from here on out in some way, you know, Lee, like whatever I'm doing, whether I'm doing newscasting or, or sports casting, I'm not exactly sure how to work it into sports casting. And maybe it's just in relationships, you know, and, and people I meet and stuff, which is again, already happened. Um, but at church or with my kids or whatever, this is a part of my life for the rest of my life is, is trying to, um, you know, help people that are, feel like they're at the end of their rope that feel like they can't go on anymore because there is a better and brighter day. I promise you, if you'll just hold on and if you'll seek, um, some truth for yourself. Well, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned your girls, how did they react to this? Man, well, um, you know, they are 14, 10, and 7 now. Ooh. So, you know, three years ago, they were even younger. The youngest one didn't really realize what was happening at the time. The middle one, it absolutely tore her up. And, you know, the older, oldest one, it tore her up as well. But at the same time, you know, she was trying to be the strong one as the oldest. And so it's been 
interesting to see over these last three years how they have dealt with it. And, um, you know, I, I think they have been incredibly brave and, uh, you know, they are not afraid to let me know when they're upset about something or they miss me or they um, they feel like something's not fair or, you know, maybe, you know, they're they're back and forth between houses like I don't want to be here or whatever. I, I th- heard that from the youngest one the other day. Didn't want to be in my place. And, you know, I, I might have torn me up in the past, but I know she's a seven year old and she's just trying to you know, figure out what she can and can't say, or what, even what she feels. And so it, it's hard because, um, it, you know, it, it affect it does affect them all and in different ways. And there, um, the two of them are in counseling right now. We've gone ahead to start it out for them and, and hopefully that's helping them, but we've, we've tried to really, really as much as we can be okay with them expressing how they feel, you know, and not, it, you know, we we understand that it's not ideal that we're in this situation as a um, as a as a family that's no longer together and in, in that the mom and dad aren't together. Um, but I've just tried to make space whenever they have something that they're upset about or they don't feel as fair or they feel like they need more time or whatever. Or I I, I just try to make space for that and I don't try to excuse it. Uh, like make excuses for it myself. Well, you know, if, um, I'm sorry you feel that way, but here's the reality. I I try to meet them where they are and say, I hear what you're saying and, and I'm sorry. And for whatever part I I feel like I played in that, I'm sorry. And then, all right, so where, where can we go from here? Um, so how are they dealing with it? I, I think they're doing pretty well. I will say this for my younger two, I, I want to praise uh, the elementary school they go to, and I'm sure this is happening in a lot of elementary schools. I just wasn't aware of it is, you know, they have like a changing families um, kind of group where kiddos that are, you know, kind of going through divorce in the last few years or, you know, mommy or daddy are getting remarried or whatever the case, they get together and they talk about some of those things and they normalize it as well. Um, you know, brokenness is never fun. Um, and so I, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish they didn't have to be there. I wish they didn't have to be doing that. But I'm, I'm, but I'm really glad that um, there are people like that, you know, uh, the counselor at their school that are proactively figuring out ways to to help those kids, to help them know they're not alone in um, these very, um, you know, big feelings that they're feeling when their families are changing. Well, and what great life skills they're learning, John, because the word perfect really doesn't need to exist anymore. (laughs) There is no perfection. And I think it's amazing. I was 12 when my dad died. And, of course, my mom tried to put me in counseling. No, 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 no. And that I don't know that that I grieved longer. I don't know that I would have, you know. But I, I mean, I still grieve on some level, sure. but I look back and I think had I done some counseling, then it might have helped me under be a little more prepared because after my dad died, my older brother, di- my younger, my twin brother, and then my older brother, and then eventually my mom. So, mm. I mean, it, there's no joy that comes from mm. any of that, but there is 
there is joy when you can look back and say, you know, I'm so glad I dealt with that. I look back and I'm like, I didn't even deal with the grief until I became a counselor. And that was one of the first things you had to do. But it's it's been a it's it's been a great journey. And, you know, we've got about three minutes left. And for people that are out there and and I know we can find John Little, the KRLD guy everywhere. But if we want to find this John Little. Where would we find you? Yeah, like you were mentioning, um, where you're going pod.com, um, where you're going pod.com is uh, where you find the podcast. And of course, just anywhere you get your podcast, just search where you're going or search my name, John Little. Last name is spelled L I D D L E, and you'll find it pretty easily. And we're about, you know, 15 episodes in now, and um, it, we're just trying to, um, help people you know it kind of starts and you can start at the very beginning the the journey starts with my with my journey you know here's why I did the podcast is because you know I my I felt like my life was falling apart three years ago you know it it was right at this time of year um three years ago where you know uh, the the story kind of starts with um with me and my wife being in a money fight and, and I turned to her and say, well, if you just feel that way, then we should probably just break up. Now, I didn't mean it. You know, I was just trying to say something hurtful to win a fight. But she turned to me and she said, you know what? I've been thinking the same thing. And basically, she had been seeing a divorce lawyer and it was um, it was kind of off to the races. And so, you know, with that being the case, um, it, you know, it kind of starts there three years ago and then just kind of takes you through the journey. Some of the people that have helped me along the way. And then some of the concepts as well that I've grown in and that I want to grow in more as we go over time. So uh, about 15 great episodes there already. and uh, We'll put it out uh, a new one at the beginning uh, of every week from here on out. And we'd love for you to be part of the, uh, the where you're going family and uh, and just help you on your journey as well. Well, for anybody that has an idea for something they would like to hear you talk about, can they reach out to you on social media? How do they do that? Yeah, a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, a lot of ways to do that. And uh, you can find links at whereyou'regoingpod.com. But, um, you know, just reach out to me on Gmail as well, whereyou'regoingpod at gmail.com, whereyou'regoingpod at gmail.com. And, yeah, I'll do my best to find a, a great expert in that field. And we'll get into the nitty gritty on whatever that is, because, um, you know, if I if I can just help someone else by tackling a topic or learning more about a topic, opening up the conversation at a deeper level, I'm going to do that. Well, John, thank you so much for being with me today. It has been such a pleasure and it's been it it brings me joy to be sharing this podcast with you because there are so many people out there that need to know things will get better. It will get brighter. I will get through this. And sometimes you just need to hear it as many different ways as you can. And you've done a great job of making that your message today. Thank you, Lee. It's an absolute pleasure. And you're exactly right. You never know, um, you know, if, you, if you're just uh, you know, planting a seed or you're watering a seed or you're going to, you know, help pick the fruit of that seed. Um, but wherever we are on that journey, Lee and I and whoever's listening, uh, we just want to be there to help. So um, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you having me on the show, Lee. Totally my pleasure, John. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. On behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. Thank you.